Welcome back to episode two of Grateful Wealth Magnets. This week, I want to touch on what the characteristics of a successful brand look like and how we as individuals can participate in the value that these brands provide. Some of the most recognizable brands in the world and the use of their products have become a part of our daily lives, and we may not even think about it too often, but products and services from companies like Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, Apple, Johnson & Johnson are a part of the general public's daily lives and we use their products regularly, but we may not be conscious about it on a daily basis. And these brands have elevated themselves into the minds of the general public as the go-to brands in their fields, and that's why we as consumers gravitate towards Coca-Cola rather than a competitive soda brand, or McDonald's as opposed to another fast food chain restaurant, or Apple as compared to another competing electronics company. The companies and brands that we gravitate towards have created inherent socioeconomic value over time by creating products and services that provide convenience and quality at attractive price points, and they've also managed to market themselves in a way that we think about them consistently on a daily basis as brands that deliver value and even joy to the people that use them. I really get attracted to a company if I feel like their marketing strategy is effective and if it's a natural fit. And a company like Coca-Cola, for example, has done a great job of marketing themselves into the minds of the general public and have maintained that social currency by creating quality products over time as well. There's a really cool book out there um, written by someone named Jonah Berger, uh, who is a professor at the Wharton School of Business called Contagious. And this book talks about why things catch on or why we gravitate towards certain brands or products. Of course, it's not just the marketing that makes a company successful. You have to have quality products and, and quality services, but there are inherent techniques that can elevate a brand through interesting marketing strategies. Jonah goes on to describe a few key principles that cause individuals to think about and to spread the word about specific things, whether they're a product, a political issue, or even the restaurant that you might, might have tried last week. He talks about the emotions that individuals experience when using a particular company's products, and it really speaks to how a particular brand can become a staple on a global scale. A really cool concept that he describes in the book is something called environmental triggers that cause us to think about particular products and services because of what's going on around us. Coca-Cola is a great example of this because they've done an incredible job of not only being able to provide value from a product standpoint, but it's also become a brand that's become associated with happiness when we use it. A great example of an environmental trigger associated with Coca-Cola is how the company started developing Christmas advertisements in the 1920s and stayed consistent with this messaging point. They associated the brand with the time of the year where people are getting together, they're interacting, and they're happy. And this messaging over time associated the brand with a social interaction and individuals being happy when they use Coca-Cola products. So why wouldn't you as a consumer want to be associated with a company or product that has such a cheerful reputation? It's something very simple, but it is quite effective. And when there's a direct association of a product or service with a positive environmental trigger, we as human beings, we just gravitate towards it even more. It's more of a psychological thing that takes place. Another remarkable thing that companies and brands like Coca-Cola have been able to do over time is not only provide that socioeconomic value over time, uh, but also provide feelings of positivity when using their products. They've also been able to do these things over an extended and prolonged period of time. Coca-Cola has been around since 1892. McDonald's has been around since 1955. Apple has been around since 1976. These companies have had a prolonged history of building their businesses and having cultivated positive emotions associated with the use of their products and services. 
So how do we as individuals participate in the value that these companies have been able to generate for decades? How do we also connect ourselves to specific brands and companies that have a history of generating socioeconomic value and have become staples on a global scale? We as individuals participate by investing or obtaining equity within these corporations when we have the opportunity to do so. And when we obtain equity in these corporations and connect ourselves to them by obtaining that equity ownership, what kind of perspective should we have when we're taking this step? When we obtain equity within a corporation that adds value on a global scale, whether it's Coca-Cola, whether it's Apple, whether it's Amazon, what we're really doing is we're exchanging our dollars for partial ownership of that brand or corporation. What the corporation is doing in turn is using your dollars to reinvest into projects that they're working on, and that will in turn generate socioeconomic value for the general public. And thinking about your dollars and deciding where you're going to purchase equity and which brands you're going to associate yourself with is important because in turn, once again, these brands are going to use your dollars in a productive way. So whether it's through a production of a soft drink company uh, such as Coca-Cola, Uh, which is associated with joy and happiness, for example, they associate their product with that type of feeling, or a consumer electronics company that's making it easy for you to to, to do things, uh, such as Apple, or a shipping company that delivers products and packages at an incredible speed like Amazon. Our dollars and investment of those dollars, it matters. And at the same time, how are we thinking about the equity stake that we want in these corporations? Are we thinking about that equity stake from the perspective of a short-term spike in stock prices? Or are we thinking about that equity stake from the perspective of investing in a productive business that will provide value on a global scale over decades to come? Our return on our equity that we're investing into these companies, it matters just as much as the equity ownership that we have. But understanding that in order to maximize our return on equity, we must think about equity ownership in these corporations from a long-term perspective. An amazing example of obtaining long-term equity within a corporation that provides strong socioeconomic value is Coca-Cola. And just to give an, a hypothetical example, if you had purchased one Coca-Cola share for 40 US dollars in 1919, through stock splitting and annual dividend reinvestment, your equity stake within Coca-Cola would be worth 9.6 million dollars in 2012. Now, the investment time horizon may seem a little bit unrealistic. And it is a long stretch of time, but you can see the power of having equity within a company that's been providing such tremendous global value for decades. Looking for corporations that you resonate with, that you have an interest in, that provide value and have extremely strong brand recognition, and thinking about having an equity stake in them for the long term in these corporations is perhaps one of the most effective ways to add value in your own unique way and also re receive a return on equity that you might be satisfied with over the long term. Thank you for your time, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys for episode three of Grateful Wealth Magnets next week. Peace.